0: Well, like, I should never be telling anybody how to make a movie, but.
1: We do it every week, Ricardo.
0: <laughs> Hi, I'm Ricardo Deacon.
1: Hi, I'm Orna McInnes
0: welcome to the Recommendation Game, a film of the week podcast where we take turns to pick a movie the other person hasn't seen. We watch it separately and then we Skype each other to discuss it since we live in different sides of the great Atlantic Ocean. Yay. The only thing in on this planet that cannot burn at the moment.
1: Uh, um, <laughs> give it time, my friend.
0: <laughs> this week's film was chosen by Orla. It is Sisters with Transistors. <laughs> from 2020, which is a year that does not exist.
1: This is the story of women who hear music in their heads, of radical sounds. This is the story of dreams enabled by technology. Using all of these, we can build up any sound we can possibly imagine. In electronics,
0: you're dealing in energy.
1: Technology is a tremendous
0: liberator.
1: It blows up power structures. We cannot be robbed any
0: longer!
1: You could make something with electronics and you can present music directly to your
0: audience. Filmmaker Lisa Rovner follows the story of electronic music's female pioneers, composers who embrace machines and their liberating technologies to transform how we produce, and listen to music today. So Orla, why did you pick this movie?
1: Um, yeah, <laughs> I <laughs> I probably knew this before I watched this, but um, I really know next to nothing about electronic music, even like modern electronic music. Um, it's not really a genre I know a whole lot about. Obviously, electronic music is now. It found its way into every type of modern music, but um, I knew absolutely nothing about the history of electronic music and the technology behind it and like any of the pioneers, like male or female. Um, so I went into this completely blind. Um, the first time I crossed paths with this movie was um, the uh, the poster, which is excellent. And I was like, whoa, that looks great. Um, and then I kind of filed it away and then it popped back into my life and uh, I watched it and I was like, oh this lived up to the great poster Um, oh god the archive (laughs) so much amazing archive Uh, right from the start it has a really great opener actually this film like considering that like it's quite in its approach at times much like the music it's kind of like quite avant-garde it sort of reminded me of um, it's the kind of thing that you could sort of stumble into on culture night uh, and like some you know, one-roomed gallery beside Connolly Station or something, you know, where you just kind of, you know, where they had the balloons outside and you just kind of wander in and they're like, oh, hey, <laughs> here's someone, you know, with a theremin, um, <laughs> which charmed me immensely. Um, I saw a few people compare the editing style uh, and the mixing, but the editing style and the mix of of um, archive of the actual artists, but also the mixing of, like, you know, mushroom clouds and, um, archive of people dancing people in the home like you know that kind of thing um i seen a few people compare it to adam curtis um which i think is a good it's because it's not just the the sort of the style of the archive but also the use of sound and the mingling of sound and the juxtaposition of like odd music with very like sort of conventional 50s uh imagery which i've uh I quite like i've uh, to my <laughs> utter shame there's i haven't really watched that much adam curtis um which uh i should probably
0: <laughs> me neither so we're both in that very shameful
1: boat i find this film to be a much like uh more not that it's a lighter film but just that it has it's just such a wonderful exploration of uh just just pure creativity from people who you know despite being unrecognized despite being shunned despite being sort of a lot of them being like kind of odd loners as well that ultimately you know what what made their life complete for them was just making this weird fucking sounds and um it really reminded me of uh the vast of night actually at times because it's like it's not just them talking about their processes it's also them giving demonstrations of like all the equipment they use and stuff which oh my god it's so analog and clunky and I love I love what this stuff exists like all those weird archival clips of like you know and today we are in this uh large warehouse full of <laughs> recording equipment and now I'm going to go and point a camera at this strange lady like it's just <laughs> it's so charming and it's just people who are so fucking passionate about what they do, and all they want to do is sit in a room and make weird fucking electronic sounds. And I, oh my god, like <laughs> it's just—I find it so charming. Um, yeah, and just particularly in the the uh, the the olden days, let's say, whenever so much of it was creating sounds, like trying to find new sounds, but also like creating them through like the movement of tape. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I, like, it took them like 40, 40 days to make the Doctor Who soundtrack and stuff. Like, oh, it's just the dedication. I love it so much. Um, yeah, I fucking love these ladies. My God. Like, the women <laughs> in like the 50s and 60s, like uh, uh, Delia and Daphne, like, they're so posh and like polite. <laughs> it's like a music factory. <laughs> Oh, my God, I love it so much. There's just so much of it is so pure, you know, just watching people geek out about, you know, suitcases full of wires. The first stage in the realization of a piece of music is to construct the individual sounds that we're going to use. To do this, we can, if we like, go to these sound generators here, electronic generators, and using all of these, we can build up any sound we can possibly imagine. They're all kind of ahead of their time in a lot of different ways, like by being like openly gay or like trans, like um, uh, Wendy Cardo's. Um, which I was interesting. Like I saw a lot of like the criticism of this film um, sort of centers around her role in the film because she's one of the better known uh artists um because there has been sort of a uh, a re-examination of a lot of these people's works and but because you know she did the soundtracks for Clockwork Orange and The Shining and Tron so she was a much bigger figure um also having created the incredibly named Switched On Bach <laughs> which is like so good um someone wrote a book about Wendy recently um And highlighted it, like, not just her music, but also her struggle at gaining recognition as a trans woman. Um, And uh, apparently, like, so, because she did the soundtrack for A Clockwork Orange, Warner Music still hasn't corrected her name on the, like, uh, on the soundtrack, which is kind of fucked. She's definitely uh, the most well-known. So, the director said the reason why, because Wendy's still alive, um, the reason why her her part in the film is is smaller is because she wouldn't she wouldn't want to be interviewed so i wonder as well but if because the way the film is structured you're trying to like give sort of equal weight to the different creators and stuff so uh i do think it's interesting though where they talk about how um there's sort of the criticism of her peers as well of how because she popularized electronic music that it made it harder for people to gain recognition for it and stuff which was kind of interesting that they had the critique there as well but um uh, yeah I don't know enough about this world <laughs> to be able to comment on that either way like when I watched it it didn't because it didn't feel like anything was was missing necessarily but um like for me it really worked in how the you know, uh, all these different creators were kind of creating music sometimes at the same time as each other, but often in, often (laughs) in, uh, in these silos because they were all very isolated, which is very interesting. Um, that's because as well, it's the kind of music that is quite isolating, even if you are like given recognition and you're out there in the world and you're, you know, people are putting out your records or whatever, it's still... You know, you're still just in a room by yourself, essentially, most of the time. But uh, it's fascinating, though, how many of them, like most of them, it seems, were classically trained musicians. Um, I can't remember who says it, but uh, (laughs) at some point, it's like there was no notation, like no system of notation. So I invented one. (laughs) It's like taking these structures of formal classical music. And like absorbing them into the creation of these sounds like. Very interesting, just, like, you know, people who are essentially, like, you know, prodigies of of music and, you know, being seen as turning away from music by going down this, like, crazy path of making electronic music, which I find, like, it's just, that seems so quaint, you know, it's like, (laughs) I did actually, (laughs) I was watching this last night, I was like, shit, I probably should have told him that, uh, it does get quite loud at times. And I occurred to me yesterday. I was like, shit, Ricardo has like a proper sound system. I was like, eh. Um, So apologies if at any point your um your wee ears were hurt. <laughs> I don't know. If... Uh,
0: I'll get to <laughs> that whenever. <laughs> okay.
1: It's my bit. Um, yeah, it's clear from like this is it's obviously it's not it's only like 85 minutes and not even I don't think like when you take credits into it but um it's clear from the length of it and also like the the reading I was doing afterwards that like this is no way a comprehensive look at the history like not even from from female creators and it's also not as diverse as it should be um but like as a complete novice to this world uh because I was just <laughs> aware of all of it, it as a film it still very much worked for me um in conclusion uh, i love this movie i also love a chance to for someone to like gee, <laughs> make david letterman look like a dope uh because fuck david letterman god i hate his face i hate everything about him um <laughs> fuck david letterman uh ricardo what did you think of sisters with transistors
0: well like my sound system well like for one is not like the fucking most powerful sound system in the world now like I'm not some fucking pasha or whatever <laughs> I just I spent like forever looking for one that m- met my needs let's say but uh, in this case actually uh, I'm very glad that I have the sound system that I have like I could get the, the little nuances in the sound of the musicians let's say that I wouldn't have in my previous previous house listening through a soundbar let's say mm. especially whenever like uh in the what's the name of that instrument that you're playing with your hands in the air because it's like electromagnetic fields you um, mentioned it theremin
1: earlier.
0: yeah the whenever playing that that you go from low to mm-hmm. high if you don't uh or like from deep to mm-hmm. high notes if uh If you don't have like a mid-level in your speakers that is good, it just sounds like volume ramping up rather than like more sounds joining the party, let's say, as well as volume ramping up. Like for other movies, obviously, like it's always good to have better sound. I'm not going to deny that. (laughs) But this has been like the first movie that I was like, I don't think I would have appreciated the movie as much with a different sound system.
1: I I had my good headphones because on.
0: <laughs> in the forefront it is a, a kind of showcase for these women's work. Yeah. And it's important that they have the the music license and the videos license and stuff uh, as you said. So like uh I thought that it is uh, important to notice that and also like that you you are able like I was able at least to um, like, it's a movie that either you have to watch with a sound system or with a good he- headset, like headphones, or if you're watching on a laptop or something. Because it's not incredibly visual, let's say, but it is important. Like, I think that it is sonically interesting, which you'd lose a lot. Yeah, by for sure. Watching this through, like, laptop fucking speakers oh, or, God. like, Tinny. <laughs> it'd be disgusting. Oh, no. Especially whenever it gets loud. Like, uh, imagine speakers struggling to project the information and then it becomes kind of like muddled and tiring and then the movie would become yeah tiring to watch because it's very and... intense
1: that's the thing like because i had my good soundproof headphones on and it, at times i was like <laughs> like it's like vibrating with the like as 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 you know compositions would rise it was like oh my god it's so intense it was a fucking experience like um, kind of like it, whenever it, it, I watched uh, the Vast of Night, actually with my headphones on as well, and it spooked me so much because it was so intense.
0: <laughs> like uh, musically, like I I have some knowledge of electronic music, but more seventies orientated kind of thing. Like mm. uh, because even bands like Yes that I know of, like um, they also have that link of like classic track musicians that decide to break off and become bastards in the eyes of the world let's <laughs> say like yeah steve how the guitarist from yes was quite possibly the best uh, classical guitarist of his generation and like, he decides to like fucking do huge guitar solos or whatever but and then i also um listen to a lot of uh synthwave but more because like john is mm. synthwave and like i recommend listening to like john carpenter is basically a musician nowadays he doesn't make movies he releases albums yeah and his albums are deadly like they're like old man rock kind of thing (laughs) because he's an old man doing rock (laughs) but when it comes to like i knew of a few of these people uh like uh of these women and of course like i mentioned um i knew one of them uh uh prior to them becoming themselves let's say if i put it that way mm. um but um i think it is uh, interesting in the in the portrayal of the history of synth music but i think that um, it, as a history it doesn't of the music genre it doesn't work but it works as a history of the women within the mm. music genre let's say so i think that even for myself that i don't know exactly like how a when to be to see or whatever even like how you know whenever uh, synthesizers became a thing how incredible that was that you like could press a keyboard and suddenly it's like a sound that you created it's just like a, a way to play the sounds that you create mm. which is unbelievable i think as a movie it's very admirable and i did enjoy it tremendously but I think it has a couple of missteps that makes them not pretty, particularly like like unenjoyable, let's say. But I would have preferred if they had gone another way. Mm. And I think that the biggest issue of the movie is how it deals with archival footage. Uh, the digital denoising that they put in that movie until you started speaking. And while you were talking, I went and checked to make sure that it was like, what, was I right or not? I thought everything was uh much like stories we tell reconstructions whenever watching it, because there's so much oh, wow. digital denoising yeah. that I thought there was like good reconstruction. Oh. But it's because it's become a digital image in a way, and you lost the tactile feeling of film, of the, especially like the pre-30s or whatever. That film would be garbage, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's it's HD kind of quality. Especially after watching stories we tell, it's like this is interesting, but then it was like, Are the interviews not a like? I thought that there was like actors playing the people, and I was like, That's good performances and stuff, but uh, no,
1: weird that I... because
0: even Alex turned to me, is like, Oh, yeah, it must be reconstruction, because like. Especially when it hits the person like in the studio or whatever, because even like the frame rate is like too modern kind of thing. Mm. Or I don't know, but there's like the image has clearly been treated in a certain way because there's no scratches on the film. There's no.
1: It's too clean.
0: Yeah. I know it's a very small thing, but it does affect my, my reading of the movie because now it feels like the like talking to you now it feels like the old to this women that it is but it's watching them. It, I was like <laughs> why can't i see them you know oh like my God,
1: that, see that's hilarious especially because they've made the choice to not show you any of the interviews So you're only using so there's a mix of like archive interviews and and modern interviews i think three like three of them that are still alive i think uh except for wendy who was not interviewed, but um so if you... are <laughs> just imagining you watching it. So they made a decision. So you can't see them in, in their interviews. You're only hearing their audio. And then they've done reconstructions of the people. That's hilarious. Oh my God, yeah.
0: I thought that the, the audio bits would have been like... Uh, if, um You know, like a Ken Burns documentary that uh, the person has passed away. But there's a lot of interviews that were in printed form. Mm. So you hire an actor to... Speak on their behalf in a way that it is their words and it is a way of because it shows up, but also I was kind of confused because it would say like the voice of this person, and the sound sounded like natural kind of thing, you know, like but it was slightly different maybe than the other, like I was very confused. <laughs> this is so
1: um, funny <laughs> I love how how confused you were, you still seem to like it, which is fantastic. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like because the movie, the like it is very um, what you would call it, educational. Like, putting not in the I'm not saying education in the bad way. It's it's not like Discovery Channel kind of fucking two in the afternoon. <laughs> oh, let me find out about the fucking pyramids kind of <laughs> job. Like, it is cinematic, Um but I do think that it's lacking two th- like like you said that there's no way of like, especially because it's only like 82 minutes or whatever. There's no way of like doing a comprehensive story of as many musicians and contextualization or whatever. But I think that especially because it's 82 minutes long, it's way too short, Mm. like way too short. I agree with that. I think that like, that is the only real issue that I have with the movie because I, I sat there going, thinking about like structure of the movie and it was like oh maybe it should have been like intercut because then it seems makes the way that it is edited as it is That is like th- this woman's story then this woman's story and then this woman's story then it makes it feel like it's happening in a vacuum even though like some of these women were like collaborators they knew each other but there's also like influences that you're you as a musician is influ- are influencing. It could even be a male musician, and that male musician, because he is more perhaps more well known, influenced a female musician because mm. th- nothing happens in a vacuum. Let's say you know, like the, they have erased
1: th- the man from this, which is uh, an interesting uh, approach. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I think that it is not in. Uh, not necessarily like they just should be like men's story but i also i think that if it is the case let's say that somebody influenced john carpenter which would be one of the most like famous synthwave musicians nowadays that like if you went to somebody and said synthwave first they'll go what the fuck and then if they do understand synthwave they'll probably say john carpenter that's the case like he was inspired by these women so like it is very important that is like the work permeates it's the same as whenever whenever you're talking about unsung artist or person like whatever sex it is a lot of the time is because they're hugely influential but they, they either didn't get their due at the time and now are being reassessed or is the fact that they were hugely influential be- like you know like fucking joy division didn't make it big whenever they were joy division it happened after the fact let's say you know so they they're more but the thing with joy division is not just that they make great music it's the amount of bands that they inspired
1: mm.
0: you know um, the the artist that the uh, the electronic version of back and that is listed in this
1: yeah that's that's wendy carlos right now we're listening to the A track and we're mixing sort of playing the role of the conductor putting together in this case a pair of tracks which has all of the string section that sounds like this
0: there's a harpsichord track and two flutes
1: and there's this nice solo that's split up into two tracks
0: all together I think it needs a little more echo
1: yeah that's good
0: Wendy Carlos doing that there's a very 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 straight line to me and you being the in the academy on a Saturday night mm. And the fucking remix of Adagio for a for string hits, and you're like just <laughs> hopping up and down. You know, there's a very, very straight line yeah. of that idea of like nothing is sacred. You can make anything into what whatever you want, kind of thing. And even like the idea of recontextualizing music that has been written already is like that's hip hop. Yeah, that's sampling.
1: Yeah, there's actually, um, is it Mark Ronson that does, has a great TED talk about sampling? Um, where he's taking like Mighty Cyrus's song, We Can't Stop, that like uses this sample that's been used in like all these songs. And it's like, just the the as, you know, time passes, the more new artists can emerge and take from all these different genres and like create something new. Or like that um, Kanye West Jay-Z song where they take the Otis Redding... Sounds so so don't you agree? We love either We are believers we'll uh, I infinite switchman Happin bottles not, putting supermodels in a cat proof not, I guess not, I got not, my swagger not, back not,
0: Truth. But there's a, a straight line from that the back playing back in electronic music to Jay-Z and Kanye West yeah, and I think that the movie really misses a beat by not drawing that line. Yeah, I thought about I know this that like
1: a bit, like a lot, and I I agree that taking them so far out of the con their own context of where they fell within the music timeline and and who was influenced by them and stuff. I think that that does feel like a bit of a mistake, but at the same time. I kind of like how she doesn't draw the line for you because it's yeah, like it it, it is. But I'm very very conflicted about it. Also, bad in certain
0: ways that, like, you. If it is the case that you're doing this to, like, supposedly the movie is meant to be rediscovering this woman. So, like, you have to make the. It's the same as whenever, like, you watch something like about painters and. Filmmakers and stuff that why are they influential? Why does it matter? Besides that they're women that created great work because there's loads of people there there's a lot of other women that also created great work that didn't even achieve the fame that these women did. Mm. For example, whenever I rediscover Gordon Parks or when I discover Gordon Parks, Mm -hmm. uh do you know Gordon Parks?
1: Uh the filmmaker? photographer filmmaker
0: yes the part of why he's important is also how he was written off out of history let's say as an influential person Mm. because both as a filmmaker and as a photographer he was highly influential and only like he was hidden while he was working also his influence was hidden afterwards there's the tragedy of not being getting wide release and getting the notoriety that you deserve because you're either black or a woman or Mexican or whatever reason you're being discriminated against within an industry that just doesn't give you the visibility that you require to become a bigger success that you end up being, let's say, that even like the women that became big successes mm. were p- probably still held back to a certain degree that they would have been like bigger if there were men creating the same work. Let's face it. Like the work itself speaks for itself, but in the sense of like financial success, which is a different kettle of fish. It's not has nothing to do with artistic, uh, artistic success. I do think that you're... As a man, you can be a feminist, but also at the same time, I, I, I can't be the person like sit here as a month ago and like, see this female fil- filmmaker, the only way that she should be telling the story about women mm-hmm. is the way that me, a man should tell it or whatever. So like, <laughs> I said this before, I think that whenever we talked about being on the, re- in, on the record, is that part of it is that like, these are political movies in a way. Mm. Like you're telling, not only telling a story, there's a purpose for it.
1: You're putting a spotlight.
0: Yeah, but also angrily saying male musicians get to have a full documentary about themselves mm-hmm. and movies and stuff like that. Because not only the market is there, it's that they're, people know them.
1: And there's a model. And it's not it. only
0: like, yeah, and a lot of the time it's not like that people didn't know them whenever they were artists that they still know them because they're still being pushed through you know like uh marketing or whatever but like i'm on the side of the filmmaker here like in the sense like you don't need to convince me but movies like this need to convince other people i think like whenever you have the platform use it Mm. and that's my has always been my point because me and you would be like i don't need to know this But let's say you go to a film festival and you get like maybe two fucking 20 year olds that just randomly went in there because it was a film pack that was there, like two lads, whatever. And suddenly they go like, oh, shit, what else do I listen to? Do I watch whatever has been influenced by women? And I don't know about, Mm. you know what I mean? It's like and you only needed like 20 minutes extra at most to fucking make that connection you know like even at the end of each little section is like oh yeah and then this became this and then became this and th- you don't even have to if you don't want to have men like the name of men involved or whatever but you could have like in a cinematic way something like that one music blends into another music and another music and another music and another music and suddenly you have like fucking i don't know a Dajio for Strings remix, you know, like
1: yeah. It's funny. We were <laughs> we were sitting having dinner last night, and uh, John put on some music, and he put on Anya, and I was like, somewhere, somewhere recently, someone was talking about the influence of Anya and how, like, you know, she was this really important musical figure, and how she kind of became sort of derided because she's, you know, <laughs> for multiple reasons, but like, I was like look into any more. You know? <laughs> I'm <It's like, laughs> just like I think I think I agree with you, but it, I, I feel conflicted about it because I think you're right that the film would probably reach more people with those aspects, but for me I don't want it. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like I think you're right that when when you have the platform because you are saying something kind of political especially now when we are in this like very rich period of reevaluation even of uh reevaluation of like not even just of turning a spotlight on these influential women but also reevaluating uh like female artists even in recent history you've people like Britney Spears and like you know Jessica Simpson and people that were just derided in their by their contemporaries, by the media, by everything, and right now we're in a very like uh, <laughs> we're in post Me Too. We're in a, a real moment of like, oh god, we were so fucking horrible to these women, and we not only that they they were like hounded by the press, but they were also their their artistic abilities were like downplayed because they were playing pop music or because they were you know their only teenagers bought their music or or whatever and like now we're in an era uh like fuck knows what'll happen in five years we'll probably go back into you know it's all it's all swings and roundabouts so in the year 2000 everything was mean i'm sure in five years we'll go back to that <laughs> i can't <laughs> i think we're in an era of, of softness of soft boys and and uh reevaluation of our sins and it's it's a time when you can get movies like this made and
0: uh i know it's a hard balance whenever you're talking both like morally ethically but also even like intellectually whenever we're talking about stuff like this and one of the musicians do does the same point and i agree with her that is like people talk about female composers mm. uh why aren't they no great female composers and then the word "female" Which shouldn't is be there.
1: A great article, actually. It's it's on the New York Times. Like you can read it from like 1972 or something.
0: Because the moment that like it was like an even split, and it's like oh, just great composers. That's it. Mm-hmm. No, it was like name great female composers, and it should just be named great composers. That's it. The movie presents them as female musicians rather than just musicians.
1: Yeah, it, it, because it, everything indirectly... is being contextualized
0: with them being women.
1: It indirectly kind of shoots itself in the foot. <laughs> it's it's funny. It's an interesting approach as well because, like, the point of 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 movements and invention and uh, of like when a, a certain style of of writing or a certain style of music or or creation or whatever, like it's it's very rarely one person. There's very rarely like one flashpoint, but rather like you know a group of people sort of coming to a similar stage themselves so that like and then obviously being inspired by each other as they both start to discover things so it's like things that are like born within your own interests and then also you're like taking from like everywhere within your life as well because like especially when they're talking about their inspirations of like the sounds around them so like the sounds of the war sirens or the sounds of um places as well which i think is really interesting i'm trying to capture those things of like the stuff growing in your mind but like yeah, it's... it's it's
0: Nothing happens in a vacuum. Yeah. It's a very well-made movie. But I think as a statement, let's say, as a, as a thesis, it's lacking but not by much. It's one of those things that <laughs> we often discuss in the podcast that whenever you are this close, it sounds like we're criticizing the movie more than we are. Mm. It's just that...
1: No, I... It's easier to
0: pinpoint that rather than go, oh, it's just great and entertaining. Because that's where the point of interest is like the barrier between... "Ah."
1: (laughs) Just need to push it just up over the hill. And then, yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's,
1: It's definitely too
0: short. Orla, what was your favorite thing about the
1: movie? Oh, God. The women, I think. Like, especially because... Like, the film is entertaining because of, like, you know, how it's put together, but also because so many of these women were just such characters. Like, it's such a rich vein. And, like, they're so funny and smart and, like, (sighs) it's going to sound weird, but motivated (laughs) as well. As in, like, most of these artists, like, just had this crazy body of work of, like, just, you know, so much like productivity and like even as they're in their old old age or in their middle age or you know like still producing just this incredible original work and like it's very it's very inspirational and there's just something about like not that there's like no ego um but for a lot of these women it, it's it feels very like less about you know there's a difference between wanting to become like famous and wanting the recognition for the work that you've done. If you know what I mean, like they're 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 intertwined, but also separate things. And there's 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 no like yeah, they never feel like petulant or, or or you know kind of like sort of like oh no one paid attention to me. You know, it's just like you know i just i just wanted to i just wanted to have my name right in the credits you know what i mean of like if, because i yeah. i made this and this is who i am kind of thing and and like i i would wanna spend you know whole weekends with these women not you know just like 85 minutes <laughs> basically so um when saying that like this is a piece of the film is a piece of work that has an awful lot of love and admiration in it as well which i think is important uh, and like appreciation for the music as well because like you know, you can't make a film like this and, and not understand how like the, the layers to the music. Um but uh yeah, it's just they're just great ladies and uh <laughs> I want them to have all the love and adoration they deserve. Uh what was your favorite thing?
0: Like uh I agree with you. It's uh like the revelation of knowing the these women and like having the pleasure and honor to spend in company with them let's say Mm. especially now that i know that they're not archival material sorry like reconstructive (laughs) material (laughs) it felt like when you're in a party or something and you're talking to somebody that you're like they're interesting you know like uh, just interesting person like they're you're just having a good chat or whatever and then suddenly you get to talk about their passion and like Mm. their eyes light up or whatever and they're like oh you don't know and this is why (laughs) this is amazing you know this is what it felt it felt like that moment whenever it's like shit I i talk to people that are like okay their passion is like absolutely nothing that interests me whatsoever like this is music which interests me and electronic music interests me it would be like people talking about carpentry or something but they're so passionate about it that you get like for that fucking half an hour conversation you're like thinking oh shit i'm gonna leave here and i'm gonna get a fucking sob lane and a planner and a fucking like I'm gonna have a pencil behind my ear all the time i'm just gonna be like writing in wood like I'm gonna build all my furniture or whatever, then you wake up the next day, and it's like, "Yeah, that's not me, yeah. but at the same time, like they're so passionate about it that you you kind of feed it feed off it like a fucking vampire almost like, well, <laughs> oh, give me passion it and is it movie, is the most
1: like it is the most enjoyable and also the most attractive thing about other people though is when they have passion for something,
0: <laughs> but is that is that like awareness of why you're doing something mm-hmm. that like you get from uh lisa the the, the director of this movie that it, it feels like her going like shit do you know about these amazing fucking female musicians that did fucking amazing no, working here <laughs> here here and, th- Look at and them. then there was <laughs> and, and like you know how he said about like <laughs> criticism about the structure that there was there. And then, mm-hmm. but also you have to say that it's like part of the benefit of the movie because it feels like that. And then there was this musician. And then there was this musician. And then there was this musician. And this is what happened. And then this. And then da pa boom boom bam, And it's like relentless pacing of the movie, which made it entertaining. And that's my favorite thing about the movie it's like the passion behind it. Yeah. <laughs> what was your least favorite thing?
1: um it's funny as you were you were talking there about the of the seeing passion in people and like it's a real thing of like whenever you're doing interviews with people um of that trying to like find the the because like people like talking they like talking about themselves but also whenever you're able to like get the thing that really fucking drives them and then all of a sudden they light up and they're like well (laughs) you know and like sometimes it's very hard to get that out of people because you know, just that people are a little bit evasive or, you know, a little bit kind of, you, sometimes you do like dig a little bit and then there's some people that you can't shut up. But like whenever you like kind of click a little bit and you're like, ah, there you are. And it's like most people have that in there somewhere. And it's like just just getting it out, like even people who are very awkward on camera or, you know, awkward talking into a mic or whatever, it's like, if you're able to get them where because people relax then as well. They stop thinking about what's going on and they're just thinking about what they love. Um what's my least favorite thing? Uh yeah, yeah, I mean, like probably what we were talking about of like, uh, like I really like this film, but yeah, it's like it could have been even greater with just adding in extra things because it does, it does feel just too short, and not just in the uh that, like, there's thematically something missing. But also, like, I don't think it has an abrupt ending, but when it ends, you're kind of like, oh. Oh. And I can imagine if I'd seen this in the cinema and I would have just been kind of sitting there going, there's a real missing. Like, what? <laughs> Lads, no, 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 no. Yeah, like, hold on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, but at the same time, I find, it, I find it very hard to be disappointed by this film because it's, like, it's such a joy and... uh it, it just left me feeling really happy. Uh, yeah, what was your least favorite thing?
0: It is at times like this that the structure of this podcast sometimes fails us because <laughs> the whenever we talk about like favorite things, uh, it feels like great because we're like spotlighting something. That is <laughs> the fact great that we end with
1: least favorite things.
0: <laughs> exactly, and also it's like the we a can lot change of it time, if you want. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like it's uh, maybe too late, and um. A lot of the time, as well, like especially when it's like great movies or whatever, and we struggle for it, it feels like kind of satisfying that you're like, "Oh, yes. oh you changed this" is whatever. But it's also like in this case, it feels like extremely reductive, like to boil down like um, mm. a film to like a little, not failure per se, but it's like something that you disagree with the picture when it doesn't really matter because, like there are films that you disagree with the, the actual uh, portrayal of something or you disagree with how it was made or you disagree like certain decisions that I went through that are actually valid as in like that it makes a difference. Like mm-hmm. all the issues I have with the movie doesn't actually make a difference to the movie that I watched. So I don't know. Like I think that the least favorite thing is that I have to choose a least favorite thing. <laughs>
1: Very good.
0: It doesn't really matter. Like it's open what... to
1: interpretation.
0: Yeah, and also it's like it's not the, like the point of the movie is not really to have like a for the lack of a better expression, it's not a closed circuit. So <laughs> and being an open circuit there's many ways to navigate it. And the way the this film is done as perfectly what it is. Th- like
1: <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Beautiful <laughs> poetry.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: Uh yeah, I would uh I'd recommend anyone that um even if you don't care about electronic music and don't care about uh, sort of not quite experimental, sort of slightly experimental uh, documentaries. You should still go watch it because your your pants will be charmed off by these uh, these class women. So, if they want to go back and hear us gush about the Vast of Night, uh, where can they find us?
0: They can find us on Facebook. They can find us on Twitter at the Rec Game. They can find us on the Dublin Digital Radio Mixcloud Cloud. You can listen to our new episodes every second Monday, eleven to twelve on Double Digital Radio, and Spotify and your podcaster of choice, and SoundCloud as well. So All that's where you can places. find us.
1: Next week's film is Ricardo's pick.
0: It is indeed.
1: Oh, what are you picking,
0: Mr. Klein?
1: Oh, oh. Uh, until then, uh, I was Orlando Villas,
0: and I was Ricardo Deacon